rejected. There was a young Christian woman who, despite her Christian faith, was given in marriage by her parents to a man who was pagan. He had a rather violent temper and was rather licentious. His mother lived with them, who was rather cantankerous. Both his mother and himself would often pick on the young woman for her Christian charity and piety. This young woman had three children, but one in particular caused her a lot of stress and anxiety and worry, especially for his salvation and the state of his soul. Because at a time when he was very young, he stopped going to church. He didn't care what his mother said about praying. He wanted to do his own thing, live his own life. This son committed every sin in the book. He was a very intelligent man whose pride roared quite loudly. And at a very young age, he espoused this philosophy that all flesh was evil, essentially denying that anything God created was good. He had a child out of wedlock and followed in his father's footsteps and became licentious. She even for a while kicked him out of her house, not allowing him to live there because of his behavior. But one night she had a vision while she was praying. And in the vision, she was told that her son would come back to the Christian faith, which, in which she had schooled him as a child. With this hope, she ceaselessly prayed and offered penances and sacrifices for him constantly. And she didn't stop being a witness to him, both by her deeds, but also with her words. The young man decided to go to Rome to study, and the loving mother wanted to go with him to stay close to him. But one night, the young man told her that he was going to meet a friend, have some casual conversation. But instead, he hopped on a boat and sailed to Rome, leaving his mother behind. After she found out, she followed him, arrived at Rome only to find out that he had already left Rome and was off to Milan. She pursued him again. Rejection after rejection after more rejection, only followed by prayers, sacrifices, and more prayers. Maybe you're sitting here in church this morning with a similar story. Maybe you haven't been rejected by both your spouse, your children, and your friends and relatives in regarding the faith, but maybe at least one. Maybe like this young wife and mother, you only want the best for your husband or your wife or your children or your friends or your relatives or your coworkers. If you can only grab them and shake them up a little bit, just get them to believe. Just get them to go back to Mass. Just get them to return to the confessional. Just get them to pray every day or at least live a life morally. If only you can make them do what you want them to do. You know it's best for them. Two weeks ago, we considered, as we celebrated the 4th of July, the power of our freedom. That we can use our freedom to do good and to do evil. Today, our scripture readings, I think, call us to consider a very difficult aspect of the Christian life. The balance between 
not shying away from being the prophets and evangelizers we are called to be, to preach Christ, to preach repentance, and to respect the freedom of others, the freedom to choose. Let's look at our readings again. In our first reading, Amos goes to preach and to prophesy in the northern part of Israel. He's from the southern part, and he's rejected by the king. The king says to him, off with you, visionary, flee to the land of Judah. There earn your bread by prophesying, but never again prophesy in Bethel. In modern language, it may sound something like this. Don't give me all that Jesus talk. I don't want to hear it. Amos' response, look, man, I'm no prophet by trade. I'm not a theologian. I'm not a priest. But the Lord called me to be a prophet. And so I'm going to carry out my mission. I'm going to obey him. And I'm not going to let anyone, whoever it may be, stop me from being what Christ called me to be. And when we have people in our life who don't want to hear us, encouraging them, inviting them to a life dedicated to being an intentional, faithful disciple of Jesus Christ, we can't just stop altogether. Because that's not who we are. And our Lord commands us to go and to make disciples. Remember that young woman and wife? She was persistent, but not nagging. She was always encouraging, always inviting. However, at the same time, when we look at the gospel passage today, we get a little different aspect of being a prophet and evangelizer. Jesus sends the twelve two by two to preach, to preach repentance. And Jesus' message to them was this. Whatever place does not welcome you, or listen to you, leave there. Shake the dust off your feet in testimony against them. In other words, Jesus is telling them, if they don't receive your message, leave them be. If they don't want to hear your message of forgiveness, of reconciliation, of peace, of joy, the good news of the gospel, respect their decision. Leave their house. And continue your mission. You see, in life, with our call to be evangelizers and prophets, there's a certain detachment we have to have. We can't control them. We can't force them. As husbands or wives and as parents, this is a very difficult, difficult task. You Maybe you trained your children their whole life you went to, they went to Catholic school their whole life, and afterwards, they just left the church, not returning to the pews they once filled. It's a very difficult attachment to have. But our Lord says in some cases, we have to respect their decision because it's their choice to choose Christ or not. So, do you find yourself in a similar situation this day? not knowing what to do. You don't want to push too hard because you don't want them to rebel or run off or think you're being annoying 
with all that Jesus talk. But you want them so bad just to get it. Just to understand that their soul's on the line. Their happiness is at stake. And joy and peace await them when they make the best decision of their life to make Christ the center of their life. My encouragement, I think the encouragement of the scripture readings this morning is firstly, don't stop encouraging. Don't stop inviting. Be subtle. Be charitable. Don't nag. But always invite. And never cease to be a witness with your deeds and your words. Secondly, respect their choice. Respect their freedom. If at times they don't want to hear it, let it be. But don't fail to be a witness. Don't stop praying for them. Don't stop sacrificing for them. And don't stop making your life a constant witness to them. I heard this quote recently. The genuineness with which the preaching pairs with love will persuade many to repent and accept the offer of God's cure. Your witness prepares the way of Christ's steps. Let me put it this way. Your witness might just be the catalyst by which they choose to repent, to come back to church, to begin to pray again. And this repentance, their choice to reconnect with Christ, leads to their joy, their peace, their hope, and their salvation. In other words, your witness just might be their salvation. That young woman I spoke about in the beginning of the homily, her husband and her mother-in-law, both converted, were baptized to the Christian faith. Her name was Monica. She also had a son. That son I talked about, his name was Augustine. And at 33 years old, her son would convert and be baptized. He would later become one of the greatest saints the Catholic Church has ever seen. He would write eloquently and simply about the greatest mysteries of our faith. He would be the one to coin this phrase that you've probably heard before many, many times. Our hearts are restless, O God, until they rest in you. The son who is far off from Christ and God by the witness of his mother will come to proclaim that every heart is restless without God. As for his mom, Monica, it was her respect, her respect for his freedom, but also her constant prayers, her constant sacrifice, her constant witness that would lead him to convert, his dad to convert, and his grandma to convert. And also, too, she herself would become Saint Monica. Being a witness makes you holy, makes you a saint. And it also may be the salvation of one soul.